Everybody, welcome to J versus J podcast. I'm Jason Poligra. This is Jason Phillips, and we are J versus J. Damn straight. A little redundant. All right, this is a special addition to our podcast. This is a very, very unique uh, episode. Every once in a while, we're going to throw some of these in. This is a special on Steven Spielberg. The Steven Spielberg special. The legendary. Yes. The iconic. The director of Always. The unparalleled. In 1941. <laughs> I was going to say that. <laughs> Steven Spielberg. Excellent. So get ready for an awesome episode. We're going to start it off with Geek Confessions. is where we confess. I don't know if we have to really get into I it. I feel like if you're on episode 8, you probably know what the Geek Confessions yeah, exactly. is. Exactly. We're at that stage, Jay. Right, yeah. We've, we've, we've made it this far. Yeah. I'm All ready. Right. So you could quit your job at the cleaners now. That's right. All right. So, Geek Confessions, Jay Phillips. Give it to me. I hated Hook. Wow. I want it just to be simple, elegant. Thought it sucked. Never liked it. Never. Mm-hmm. Fair enough, fair enough. That's it. That's my confession. It's Spielberg. He, there seems to be a generation that really got into it, and I thought it was terrible. All right. That's it. Okay. I'm not, I don't want to say too much, but well, I keep talking. You keep going on. I know, I know. But <laughs> yeah. this, this is the, the, the Lost Boys. I don't think this is ever, you've and ever and talked and this and much before. I did not like that movie. Okay. All right. I'm done. Okay, you can Okay. drop the mic, man. Okay. <laughs> So, um, I'm kind of glad that yours was as uh, blasé as it was, because right. mine is the most controversial one ever. What? I, I, I want to be very respectful when I give this geek confession, because I don't want to offend people. When he says people, he means me. He means No, me. no, you'll know when I say it, but I tend to laugh at certain parts of Schindler's List. Okay. So... <laughs> I know that sounds horrible, but it, okay, it, okay, we're gonna go as we go on through this film. You're gonna realize how much I love the film and how um, uh, how it's actually just you know a very compelling story. But uh, the, I was working at one point at, uh, on events with uh, some of my cousins, and um, uh, I don't know how familiar you are with Schindler's List, but uh, where Ray finds uh, does the uh, iPod in you. I pardon. Oh you. yeah. So it, there's a part where he's he's you know uh, Schindler's trying to teach him some mercy and some. I remember and, that. And he's trying to tell him like you know there's more power in, in you mercy. know yeah, in yeah, and yeah. yeah being merciful rather than like you know just killing people. So this whole I pardon you thing kind of took on a life of its own. We were working long hours and stuff like that. And uh, so every time someone would make a mistake, it would start off by being I pardon you. And anyways, it ended up being, you know, again, working like, you know, 12, 14 hours and, uh, and we just got delirious and we were quoting lines of Schindler's List out of context. And right. so now when I watch the film, every once in a while, a line will the, come The up. line comes up and it, and it reminds you of your, the, the scene. Exactly. I understand. Okay. I understand. So we're good? 
Well, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know what our listeners are going to think. <laughs> but let me tell you about, like, the funniest parts of 12 Years a Slave. Um, no. Hey, um, I didn't make out during Schindler's List. That's the main thing, right? So that if you... I was, I was 15. There was nobody making out with me anyway. Um, <laughs> All right. Yeah. Okay. That's so uh, that's the, you, you win. Mine was, mine was pretty bland. But it's okay because we, uh, we needed bland based we, on what well, I right, said. Right. So people can go back and say, oh, at so, least the first one was bland. Yes. Right. Yes. So I got to win over the Jewish people in, my, uh, in, in the rest of the episode. And I think I will. You think you'll come? All right. So when we come back, we're going to talk Steven Spielberg on Jay versus Jay. Great. All right, we're back with our main conversation uh, segment, Jay versus Jay, where we're going to talk about Spielbergy goodness. Oh, yeah. Um, now, the reason why we decided to do a special episode on Steven Spielberg was because we really feel that he has no parallel um, when it comes to filmmaking. There's he's, some... He's like, he doesn't, have a con- he doesn't have a contemporary who does the same kind of, like, who does a film like Schindler's List and then also does a film like Jaws or Ready Player One. Exactly. Or, he's like, yeah. he's, he's very much, he's very much just... just takes on all these like projects and for the most most part does yeah. them very well exactly um and and i think it would just be unfair to um well i certainly want to be i wouldn't want to be the one defending ex- spielberg or somebody else besides spielberg exactly. in a cage match against spielberg there we go you know and that's that's the genesis of this uh, idea and we're pretty pumped about it because there if there is someone that needs to be celebrated uh, behind the camera it yeah. is definitely Steven Spielberg so that's basically it um, uh, yeah so I mean I'll, I'll start it off basically by saying I think Steven Spielberg is the epitome of Hollywood um, I'm thankful that I grew up watching his films um, when I was when he was at his prime and I was you know um, maybe just a little young but um, I was able to you know, grow up in that Spielberg-led Hollywood era, and uh, and enjoy all the fantasy films mm-hmm. and, and adventure films um, for all those years. And then, you know, he obviously took a turn in his career where he went a different way, and um, and some of those have been great too. But I just I'm thrilled that I I grew up when Spielberg was in his prime because mm-hmm. um, it just made for you know magical you know childhood with like you know great bed sheets because you know, <laughs> <laughs> bed sheets and pajamas which so, is you know so this that's the epitome of all filmmaking you know Hitchcock was wishing he had you know, I, the best you know, bed sheets but could you imagine like the, the, in the, the Hitchcock silhouette on a set on a set of bed sheets shark that'd be hey yeah, yeah, you know what this he was and and we're gonna talk about that because merchandising oh, was gosh, uh, created yeah. by this I mean as as much as I I mean I love I love so many of his movies but he's Part, I mean, part of part of what Spielberg did was create the blockbuster culture in Hollywood, which on exactly. some some levels kind of destroyed a lot of the because basically it showed Hollywood, hey, you 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 think you can only make fifty million dollars, but actually you can make two hundred and fifty million dollars, exactly, yeah. and then that ended up being not the greatest trend in some yeah. ways. Um, but let's talk about 
all the good things that he did. And I want to start with Duel because that was one that I saw much later. And okay. I was like, and I was like blown away when I saw it. I'm like, oh my god, this movie is so good. I, yeah. How did I not know that this was? Uh, god, how old was he? He was probably like 23 or something like that when he did that film. Was this, or? Yeah, like was it 1970ish? Like like it was the very something very like that. Yeah, so yeah. maybe even early younger. Yeah, yeah. So it's just it was amazing how like right off the hop with like you know no money mm. and everything like yeah just how talented he he was, he was like you know so you like Duel. Oh, I really liked it. And it was, and it was such, a, such a wonderful sense of like menace. And this whole movie, just oh, this is a truck. It's literally just a truck lurking yeah. in the background. Yeah. The entire time, I just uh, that that movie just like that movie just hit a spot in in my development of liking films. Um, remake, think, remake. Well, they sort of they've done like uh, they've done movies that are sort of joyride joyride uh the first 20 minutes of jeepers creepers yeah 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 that's right <laughs> before it turns into a monster movie yeah <laughs> like the first 20 minutes of it are, are yeah. the best parts of that movie um yeah, yeah you know, I, I could i could see a remake happening for them mm-hmm. um i i feel like you would really need a strong director to to make that material fresh and exciting yeah. as opposed because i feel like you would a studio would be like we need more than just this guy in the car being chased by the truck, and I wouldn't want too much more than that. Yeah, I would exactly, want, yeah. I would want a, an ordinary guy menaced by this force. For people who don't know, it's about a guy on a highway and he's being chased by a trucker, and that's the whole thing. You never see the trucker; it's just yeah. him, his car, the highway, the truck, and that's it. Yeah. There we go. Duel. Good movie. Cool. Yeah. Um, and then from there, I mean, there was. Uh... Uh, was it Sugarland Express? But we're I, well, let's let's jump to Jaws. Let's okay, so, I didn't see Sugarland Express, yeah, so I'm okay, happy so not talking about it. Na- 1975. There was sugar. There was some land. I don't remember anything else. In 1975, Jaws comes out, and Jaws, along with being just iconic pop culture, mm. just a classic film, um, rewrote the way Hollywood was done, and you alluded to it. This was the very first blockbuster. It was intentionally released in summer. Um, because of hey, and I can relate to that because I it's a seasonal film. Hey, 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 so you know, summer movies that come out in the summer. This exactly. is a weird fetish, and uh, uh, and it was one of the first films to really have uh, commercial uh, marketing commercials. Commercial. It was like one of the first films to actually have commercials. Um, it was, but also summer was dead. Summer before yeah. before that summer was a dead zone for movies. Yeah, yeah. Until somebody realized that there was like. You know, millions of children and teenagers out of war, out of uh, school, school, doing nothing. Yeah. And and hey, maybe there's money there. Yeah. Uh, it's a bit. It's a bit odd that it took them that long to figure it out. It's true. But yeah. times change, and like, yeah. you know, maybe uh, there was, uh, was a sign of it. But uh, so Jaws comes around with its brilliant uh, concept, brilliant film, um, but then also throws in the marketing and uh, and and just became it. Well, it became the most successful film of all time up until that point, and. Um, and it launched the career of Steven Spielberg, who, um, you know, and if you haven't seen um, Jaws, <laughs> um, you're probably not listening to this podcast. Yeah, I think that's safe to say. Um, and if you have seen Jaws, if you have seen some of the documentaries, they're pretty good. There is one that's called The Shark is Still Working. Um, you have to see this documentary. It is a very, very well done, very descriptive documentary that shows a lot of the trials and tribulations in making the film and also what made the film so so great yeah. was the fact that the shark didn't work right right 
And Spielberg alludes to that in the in that documentary. He said, "If it had it worked, it wouldn't have been as good a film, and you I wouldn't have, have had showed, the career." You would have showed it. You would have showed it earlier. So question: I, I mean, I, and I heard lots of people say this is that Jurassic Park's effectiveness. I thought it was a good movie, not a great movie, but Jurassic Park's effectiveness was diminished by the fact that they could afford everything. And you could see, like you, I mean, they shoot mm-hmm. like within twenty minutes. You see the brachiosaurus, and it's amazing. Yeah, it's like yeah. This, and it is actually a really well directed moment. In fact, like the the, the push in on Sam Neill and yeah, Al, yeah. and uh, Laura Dern, Dern, thank you, um, is is really effective. But the grandeur of the dinosaurs also diminishes some of the suspense. Yeah. I mean, the, I could see that. Uh, where I, where I disagree with that is Jaws was like primarily uh, a, a horror, if not a horror, suspense film. Mm-hmm. Where you know you're talking about the the villain being like ominous and mm-hmm. mysterious and not knowing where it is, except for the dun, dun, you know the yeah. beats and stuff like that. But um, whereas Jurassic Park, I mean, yes, there was the menacing T Rex, but it was supposed to be beautiful. You know, it was supposed to show the beautiful world of yeah. like dinosaurs, and I think that that you know you didn't need suspense for that like you know you wanted to see the the, the and, world and when the T-Rex shows up in the rain it is a great yeah great intense sequence it's one of like one of his best the best sequences he's ever directed exactly and, uh, but yeah I just I felt like you lost some of the the wonder uh, by 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 the fact that they just had all the money in the world. Well, I kind of I kind of disagree. Okay. And, and the reason why is because I think you know, like again, we were talking about the blockbuster in the summer, but I think also the same thing with Jaws. Like that was the time, and and filmmaking was evolving really mm-hmm. rapidly in the seventies, and and the greatest films were made in the seventies, and then um, by nineteen ninety three, people didn't want to you know they wanted to see the T-Rex yeah. they needed to see it yeah. it's it was a different audience it was a different time the days of like you know playing it subtle were kind of like you know in the past they wanted to see so I don't think it would have worked if like you know you just kind of got a POV of the T-Rex and stuff like right. that Yeah, I think it needed to be shown now it would have been a different movie. It would have, and yeah. and maybe it would have been better uh, in yeah. that sense. But I think at that point, nineteen ninety three, people were ready, and also that was like before all the CGI, just the madness, really just took off, right? I mean, it was Terminator two, and then you know Jurassic Park shortly after. Um, right. So f- the film world wanted to showcase these things, yeah. right? They wanted to say, "Look what we can do now." Yeah, because they were all they were they weren't even sure they were going to use uh, CGI in the movie yeah. because they they didn't think it was there yet, and they were doing like tests with uh, really good stop motion. Yeah. Uh, but but then when somebody did like a, a, a skeletal frame of the Gallimimuses or whatever yeah, yeah, along, yeah. Um, they, somebody they realized, "Oh my God, look what we can do! We can mm-hmm. actually we could actually make this happen with." Uh, but yeah. Yeah. So I mean, uh, so we go from Jaws, and I mean, it just launched his career. Yeah. Um, you know, and from there, he made one of my favorite films of his, which was Close Encounters of the Third Kind, a very slow but well thought out um, supernatural alien film. Yeah. Um, came out the same year as Star Wars, and I think more people went to see Star Wars. I'm, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, one or two people yeah. went to see Star Wars yeah. first, but you know, it's still, but it's it's still played the long game as far as like, yeah, as far definitely. as people's respect goes. It's, and yeah. actually, it's a movie that I, I really don't think it's the the love it 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 should get. I mean, I can understand how people find it a little bit slow and stuff like that, especially by today's audiences yeah. um you know but uh but I, I really love that film I, I love 
again, it was Hollywood. It was cinematic, the music, and uh, um, and while we're talking about that, John Williams, yeah, um, yeah, eternal, uh, the eternal partnership mm-hmm. of with uh, Spielberg. I mean, that's again. I see Spielberg as Hollywood, and I think John Williams. John, is well, yeah, like, I mean. I mean, so many, so many of the icon, most iconic scores ever. Like besides, besides, and not even, and not even like just his movies. Like yeah, like the Harry Potter franchise and um, Superman, and and yeah, and, and then of course all the John Williams scores and Star it, Wars is not yeah, it's his not. genius. He is like a, a, a genius, really, because some of the things he's created, like you know, even in just the 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 then 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 in Jaws. I mean that just shows the mind, right? Like no. you know, I don't have to go for like some crazy stuff. I just play two notes that a thirteen-year-old could play on his uh, piano, and yeah. and you know it's funny. Like you know, if if like a film composer was like a, a rock musician, he'd be like you know Led Zeppelin or the Beatles, you know, like as, yeah, yeah. as far as celebrated in fanfare and stuff yeah. like that, you know. But uh, it's a different kind of. Uh, and, um, and and his friend, like he's affected so many franchises that there's so many times and. And when you go to a movie where it's like the score by Michael Giacchino, based on the score by John Williams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this yeah. movie based on the score by. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, and and honestly, like I mean, you know, I, as much of a genius as like uh, Spielberg is, is that like John Williams' music is just bang on in like almost every film. And again, it's so Hollywood. A lot of times, you just yeah. listen to it. Like you know, even the Raiders theme, which isn't like you know necessarily sci-fi and stuff like that, but it's just. It's action adventure, but it's it's Hollywood action adventure, and I, and I love that, like yeah. you know. And uh, anyways, so then Raiders was his biggest uh, film after that, where he teamed up with uh, George Lucas. Yeah, uh, they put their minds together, and, and they... I I know a guy who likes Raiders of the Lost Ark. Actually, I I I lo- I, I, I want to know. I want to. I know co-host this guy. a podcast with him, and and he, who is the hussy? He he tends to shoehorn that movie in every single podcast, and I have a feeling he's got something to say right now. No crap. Yeah. No. <laughs> come on, it's Raiders. I love Raiders. I've watched it a hundred times. I'll watch it a hundred more. Um, it's 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 cinematic delight for me I mean every person has something that in their childhood as far as cinema goes that tends to just like is the spark that just of joy of cinema and for every person it's probably different although lots of people like the same thing yeah Uh, Raiders is mine and it's it's, I'm I'm almost tired of I'm almost tired of talking about it let's talk about uh, 1941 okay no I don't really remember 1941 I will say that it was uh, there was a there was a joke in Raiders that they stole from 1941 because it didn't work in 1941 oh really Um, there's a bit in uh, Raiders where the villain uh, the guy who gets the thing burned into his hand yeah yeah. um, he he comes in. It looks like he's gonna torture her with an evil device. It turns out to be a coat hanger. Ah, uh-huh. you remember that moment? He's like, he comes in and he's like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then he turns it into a coat hanger, yeah. hangs up his coat, and he's like, what show he thought yeah. about? That was the best. Now, apparently, it's a it's a, it's it's a joke 40... from 1941, and Spielberg was like, it didn't work in 1941, and I really like the joke, and so I put it in Raiders, and it worked. Wow, that's yeah. hilarious. There you well, go. that's the one of the funniest parts of Raiders. Yeah, that's, I love a great, that part. that's a good part. And you know, and that speaks to Spielberg. I mean, you know, he's he's for all the things that he's praised about, he's he's a stubborn and uh <laughs> and and very um um well yeah i mean he's got some faults um i don't know if you've ever seen the footage of him not getting the oscar nomination for jaws have you ever seen that no what's oh my gosh so you gotta you gotta google this so he he uh he was being temper he was being videotaped while the oscar nominations were being announced 
I don't know why. I don't know. I don't know what what the backstory is on that. And you just see him looking at the TV. He's like, "Oh my god, I didn't get it." And this is like you know a young. This is this is pre like reaction videos on YouTube. When people know they're being filmed, they're like, "Oh." Yeah. So this is a young, you know, uh, young immature. I guess you could say Spielberg. you know, and but it shows his passion. It shows his arrogance, and I mean that arrogance has worked for him. I mean, obviously, yeah. but um, it's a really cool, cool <laughs> little uh, uh, thing that I'm sure he wishes never existed, but yeah. it's out there. Um, anyway, so then uh, Spielberg, I guess. I mean, this his is... his 80s output, like uh, before he kind of went back to the well with at the end of like uh, like Last Crusade because after that yeah. he went on to like he went on to do like uh, Schindler's List yeah. and then uh, Jurassic Park and oh. and then he, like his 90s output was like the mid 80s there was uh, Always was yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Empire of the Sun was a mixed reviews I, I don't recall it very yeah. well Color Purple uh, Color Purple yeah um, he was um, he was foundering there a little bit yeah. but uh um, he definitely was. I remember but that. Like trying things. And yeah, yeah, exactly. And it just wasn't really panning out. But I think um, he was like combining his sense of the sentimental, which is, seems to be his, you know, E.T. Yeah. And that, that his, his, tend, his tendency to do like sort of like sweet things. Exactly. That, that didn't really jive with some of his attempts at more serious, yeah. more serious topics, I guess. Yeah. And until, and I guess he just, and then when he, when he went hardcore on it with Schindler's List, he's like, okay, I'm going to strip away all the sentimentalism, yeah, exactly. all the color, except for the red coat, which I don't even think, is, yeah. does that work? Yeah. I know what people think of the red coat that uh, in Schindler's List, there's no color except for one little girl that's wearing a red coat and you can see it in some yeah. scenes. I don't remember why. I liked it. You, you don't it? remember why? No. I okay, well, we'll get to it. We'll talk about Schindler's List a little bit. Um, but uh, we'll just start, go backtrack a little bit with E.T. Yeah. Um, which I think, you know, um, you know, along with Jaws, I think E.T. is one where you just look at Spielberg and you kind of associate, you know, Hollywood, mega hit, and E.T. Yeah. and him. Like, because that was the, I mean, that just exploded. I mean, I remember it was in the movie theaters. It seemed like for years and uh the merchandising and everything like that and that was a real that was a movie where you watch it now and i i'd watch it with anybody like you know just kind of takes film for granted and you could just like i mean there's a shot where you know the main character elliot is looking you know for et and he's kind of in this shed and and, you Mm -hmm. know and you know it's just a simple like you know on paper you know it could be just Elliot steps out of his house and walks towards a shed. And most directors would shoot it that way. But, like, you know, with Spielberg, it's like there's a giant moon in the background. There's, like, all this atmospheric I mist. Know, yeah, and there's like, and that's the difference between him and yeah. most everybody else. Yeah, this is this is a incredible sense of wonder in some of those scenes, especially in E.T., which I rewatched because I was, when I was, this is a, a side story, but when I was a kid, the movie traumatized me and I refused to watch it for like 20 years until I realized <laughs> I was being ridiculous and rewatched it. And I was like, oh, that's a wonderful movie. But as a kid, there were suits and they, they locked up E.T. and they wouldn't let him out. And they, they turned white. Go, the government people looked scary. And yeah, didn't like it. Um, yeah. See, that's that's an example of watching a movie at just the wrong time, as opposed to Raiders, which was at just the right time for me. Um, there you go. So there you go. Um, but yeah. So, but as but rewatching it, I'm just I was struck by just like like he creates a sense of mystery, mystery of uh, like a a fantasy element that isn't like. Uh, that has an element of fear, like the kid yeah. is, is scared. You're a little nervous too. You're a little scared as well. For sure. But not like 
but it, but it's not played like a horror movie. There's no. just this this wonder that mixes with fear, and that's something that yeah. that actually the Jurassic Park really captures is, yeah. is, is like a wonder that mixes with fear. And yeah, I think I that agree. that's kind of a fun like a fun way in which Spielberg toys with horror movies. I don't think Spielberg like that's ever been his interest. No, but he's but but he does enjoy tapping into. The, the, for sure yeah. tapping into the fear yeah yeah no i agree and uh yeah it's, i think you know et was a great uh, example of that um you know and then i don't think we're probably going to touch too much on it but like you know some of the movies that he's even produced um in that era too uh poltergeist gremlins, gremlins yeah. the goonies yeah you're right back to the future and i mean all have like those kind of those those have those yeah the, the nostalgia the wonder and with Poltergeist and Gremlins, the fear. Yeah, uh, yeah. But yeah. like you know, I mean, the the the, the titles that he's been associated with um, are Transformers. Just, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> but they they are like you know the, what you know the Hollywood Hills are built on. Like even though he came around in the eighties or seven late seventies, but um, you know just those titles that I just hammered off. They're it's insane. Anybody would kill to have a couple of those on their resume. Yeah. yeah, yeah you know, yeah. for him to have them all. Um, so let's just fast forward quickly. Yeah. So 1993 was an insane year for Spiele. Yeah, uh, that's what I call him. The, 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 uh, yeah, that's well, what that's what it is. Yeah, he wants you to. Call yeah, him. exactly. That's I was right. gonna say I don't think you can. No trivia. I know his cousin. No, how's, well, that, how's that trivia? How is that trivia? It's my trivia. Okay. It's Jason <laughs> Phillips' trivia. Trivia. Uh, no, his cousin was a ma- is is a mathematician, presumably. Really? Yeah. And my my dad was a colleague of his at uh, Dalhousie in Halifax many moons ago. That's awesome. Yeah. That is pretty cool. Yeah. There you go. Mild, mild. So you got a mild you, trivia. You got a, a theoretically. Three, three I might degrees. know somebody who's got a phone number that is connected to a phone number that knows like Spielberg. Theoretically. Theoretically. I would have explored that insanely as a kid yeah, yeah, but anyways yeah, yeah. um yeah. all right that's pretty cool that's pretty cool his name is jack there we go jack jack spielberg jack spielberg good man nice guy yeah <laughs> anyways back to spielie yes yeah, so yeah um the less so, spielberg so anyways we go to 1993 now 1993 was is weird a year as it gets for spielberg and uh he released Jurassic Park and Schindler's List in that same year. Yeah. He actually drew kind of some, I wouldn't say some negative attention for that, but um, uh, you know the story about the, with the Jurassic Park and Schindler's List? What? It's what, with... Uh, there was originally supposed to be one film. Well, yeah. <laughs> That's trivia. <laughs> Incorrect <laughs> trivia. But. So... Uh, president of Universal uh, Pictures at the time was uh, Sid uh, Scheinberg. Oh. He insisted and had it written in a contract that Spielberg do Jurassic Park before Schindler's List. Because after Schindler's List, his, his life would be different. His career would be different oh, on right. a different path. Oh, and he was worried he wouldn't, he wouldn't do it. Yeah, because Schindler's List was supposed to be before that. Right. So it was in the contract that he did Jurassic Park first. Right. Which I, I thought was kind of um, brilliant. So he didn't have anything to worry about because he ended up doing Lost World. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, <I know. laughs> that didn't change anything. <laughs> but well, he was yeah. being precautious. But anyway, so Schindler's List, um, and I don't know if you heard, but when he was shooting Schindler's List, he was doing the post on Jurassic oh. Park, and he was just he was loathing 
Jurassic Park because he just couldn't let it go. He could, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, it was an interesting year. Anyways, he ended up finally getting an Oscar for uh, Schindler's List, yeah. um, which was well deserved. Yeah, and, uh, um, and I mean, and obviously, like Jurassic Park got its own nomination. So you got to yeah, like, you got to clap for those people while waiting to find out about about his <laughs> his like prestige picture. That's right. But no. yeah, um, but those two were uh, yeah. pretty. I mean, to have that in the same year, it's a. Yeah. Yeah pretty good year but what okay so we've talked about Jurassic Park a little bit what's your take on Schindler's List do you, do you... I, I, I I gotta admit I saw I went to the theater to see it back oh, wow. in 93 um, wow. it was you know it was eye opening and traumatizing and I I have to admit I never felt the urge to revisit it yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. you know which is yeah. entirely a selfish reason because just because it's not a lot of fun to look at no the all the horrible things um, but yeah, it was uh, it was it was an amazing experience. I mean, you were talking about the little laughs that you were having. I remember the one <laughs> scenes from that movie that scene from that movie that was humorous, and that was when Ben Kingsley's character was trying to justify to Liam Neeson why they had a guy on staff with one arm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he's like, why? He's very skilled. He's very skilled. Don't worry yeah, about yeah. It. And that was funny. And then the guy got killed anyway. It was awful. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it was. Um, I. It was obviously. It's. It's. It's great film. It's. It's heartrending and it's difficult to watch it's that's, that's all i can really say about it it yeah. is it, it, it you know what and and i, I didn't see it till much later mm-hmm. and it's one of my favorite films and it, it, it's a it's not the type of film i usually like mm-hmm. but i think because it actually affected me in the sense i was just like this is like powerful like the way he shot it it was so real yeah and it was so horrifying like i mean this is an example of how great a director he is because that movie you know for someone who had i have no relation to the, the backstory of that movie to uh, for right. disclosure i'm not jewish and, and and you know and yeah and i've heard things but you know you hear things i mean you don't live them yeah you i felt the horror like you know i was like, like this is yeah and it, it, it was a terrible terrible experience going through that film and I've revisited it <laughs> several times, yeah. but for the uh, from the standpoint of just brilliant filmmaking, and and a brilliant story, and yeah. you know, and I, um, well, that's and that's the the, the genius of like of Saving Private Ryan was is not so much that that I thought that the beach Omaha beach scene yeah. was accurate because how would I know? Yeah, <laughs> was that was that it felt real? Yeah, like it felt every second of that felt like it was happening and people who had survived and who saw the movie said it was they were weren't saying it was accurate they were saying is that it felt accurate yeah but you like yeah. watching the movie felt like they felt when they were yeah. there like the and there's people that had like the yeah. veteran like old veterans that, yeah. that they had reactions to it where they were actually being traumatized by watching Spielberg's version and um, and there was a whole yeah I, I don't know the whole story I remember hearing it like where yeah. they actually were having um, physical reactions psychological reactions to it not in a good way because mm-hmm. it was so realistically done yeah. I haven't like that beach scene I think is probably not my favorite. But I think the greatest directed scene in mm-hmm. the in film for me. When you make the right choices as a director, you like you and you're doing something important or doing something like big and valuable. You 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 open up a whole world. Like yeah. uh, for instance, anyone could have directed that scene and just made it 
yeah. violent and yeah. things explode. And like yeah. I watched uh, the Mel Gibson one with Hacksaw uh, Ridge. That one, and yeah. it was okay. Yeah, but it wasn't. But no, it, it didn't. It, there was no emotional investment, despite the limbs were flying and yeah. the body parts mounting up. I just it was just it was horrifying from the second, like you know, the boat latch yeah. drops and then it run, and you see the death and how easy it was to die. That's the thing. You in the you saw how easy it was to die in war, and you wonder how anybody survived. You know, and then the one where the guy gets that close call and takes off his helmet, helmet to look at it, and then gets yeah, like, yeah, yeah. and it's just like it. It was just so well done and so violent in a in a in a, an accurate way. Again, like you said, now we weren't there, so we don't know. But uh, to me, that if anybody um, wants to see the heights of uh, filmmaking. Um, I, I'd say watch that film yeah. and, and try and break that sucker down. <laughs> Good luck, buddy. But uh, yeah, that was a powerful scene. And I, and I like that movie. But uh, all right. So, so just, to, just to move along, because I feel like, like post that there's good things, but you're kind of yeah. hitting like, like he's, I, for instance, I think Catch Me If You Can is a wonderful caper with yeah. a lot of good dramatic elements. Yeah. And there are other films like what... As far as post Saving Private Ryan, what are say your one or two standouts? Spielberg. Era? I kind of, you know what? I kind of like the Terminal with Tom. Oh really? I know. I, I actually, I don't think, I don't think I saw it. No, I think I got yeah, bored. Which is <laughs> yeah. No, I understand. I, I, I kind of like the Terminal. I thought that was kind of a, a great fun, score, though. Cute little, huh? Great score, though. I See? listened to the score. And there was... you go. <laughs> um, so, yeah. I, For those I... who don't know, sorry. Uh, t- uh, Tom Hanks stuck yeah. in an airport can't leave. Yes, yes. Um, you know, I think that that was... Uh, um... That was that a cute was... little film that, like, you know, you wouldn't expect like, it to be a Spielberg film. Um, I wanted to like BFG more. I wanted to love it. I yeah. loved that was one of my favorite books when I was a kid. Yeah. And I was excited that they were going to make it. And it never felt... It very felt phony. I got yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, uh, I loved and I love the actor uh, who seems yeah. to be his new, who's like his new muse. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. Uh, Mark Rylance. He yeah. was really good in it. He was, um, uh, and they were good in Bridge of Spies. Yeah, like I that. thought that was, like he's he's done some really good solid thrillers. Yeah. Uh, you Munich, what what do you like? Munich. I like Catch Me If You Can. Yeah. Um, I, I liked. Uh, I was fine with like like Lincoln and Bridge of mm-hmm. Spies. Mm-hmm. I think you feel like they've done like a lot of really good, yeah. solid thrillers and dramas. Yeah. In the last, I'm I'm struggling to remember some of them at the moment because I, yeah. I don't I don't take notes beforehand. I don't, <laughs> I wander in blind, smashing it's, into it's walls. The beauty of our show. Yes, on. that's right. But uh, no, I, I I feel like he's. I know he's always going to be. I just saw Ready Player One. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, not bad. Yeah. Um, I, I think just to. to uh, I mean, it's you know, it's just too digital. Uh, for me, that wasn't it. It was just like I was like, I don't even know what was going on. I don't yeah. know. Maybe I wasn't in the right headspace to watch it. I was yeah. just like, I didn't care mm-hmm. that much, you know. Yeah. Um, I thought it had cool parts in it. Like you know, it was nice to see King Kong make an appearance and stuff. Yeah. But, you know, I I, I thought it was Chucky. a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> and I liked some of that, but I just yeah. thought the the storyline was just a little too. And it was a depressing world. I didn't like the world created. Like yeah. you know, living. But I was living. also annoyed because the the. The real world was like depressing, but it was kind of interesting. Like you had this, yeah, you lived in the stacks and there yeah, were these yeah. mobile homes stacked on top of each other. But then when you went into the digital world, mm-hmm. it was dark and yeah. muddy yeah. and <laughs> ugly. And I'm like, this is your chance for like yeah. imagination. I like agree. blow yeah. it up with Very color. Good point. Be be exciting. And said it said like you had like the big battle scene was 
so shrouded in darkness yeah. that I was struggling. I was like, I saw Jason Voorhees because yeah. I knew he was there and Freddie was there and Chucky was there. But like, but for the most part, all these cameos were all shrouded in shadows and murk. Yeah, yeah. Good point. So well, I was kind of, I was kind of, I was kind of bummed by that. Yeah. I thought, I thought they kind of screwed the pooch on it. Back to your red coat Schindler's list, the little girl. Yeah, so you see right, the little yeah. girl with the red coat, and yeah. let's all... go out on Schindler's list because it's a high point. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> and uh, well, and the, the then after um, when you see a pile of bodies, um, you know you see the red coat in a pile of bodies. Bodies. So you see this beautiful little girl, you know, trying to stay alive Mm -hmm. and just like, you know, just that innocence and everything. And then at the end, she's just a red coat and a pile. It just kind of shows you just like everybody like had a life. Everybody was someone. They weren't just bodies in a pile and stuff like that. Have I redeemed myself from laughing at the film? (laughs) Uh, you know what? I am, I am not equipped. No. To <laughs> so uh, quickly. So did you know that um, actually uh, Scorsese and Spielberg switched scripts? So Scorsese was originally to do Schindler's List. Okay. Spielberg had Cape Fear. Oh. And uh, Spielberg wasn't really too cool with that violence, so he went with a more violent film. But anyway, so they actually switched scripts, so I thought that was kind of a neat little, uh, interesting, neat little thing. So Scorsese got Cape Fear, and Schindler's List fell on uh, Spielberg's lap, and uh, and yeah, yeah, the rest is history with that. Yeah, well, you couldn't you see Tom Hanks taking up uh, the you know the role in uh, Cape Fear? Yeah, <laughs> in his prison cell. You know what? Come yeah, out, yeah. Come out Tom wherever Hanks. you are. That's as great as Tom Hanks is. That's one yeah, thing yeah. he's never done. He's never really. And yeah. uh, I mean, and then also just to talk about Spielberg. I mean, DreamWorks. I guess you kind of got to touch on that, right? Like you know, of he course, was uh, yeah. instrumental in uh, getting DreamWorks uh, uh, a major player. In yeah, this. they were. I mean, they were. It was a very shaky start. Like the first yeah. few, the first several movies out of the gate, I feel like were. Pretty lukewarm. Um, I remember because I, I remember when it happened. It was a big deal. Yeah, I went to see um, the Peacemaker. Oh, with George Clooney was one of the first ones they did, and that was kind of was that really one of the first ones? Yeah. Um, I mean, but then I mean, but then they. I mean, eventually they they found they, their, they found their, their footing. footing. They seem stuff. they yeah. seem to be good. They yeah, seem to be good. They're doing fine. Good. Yeah, I think we. Uh, I think we hit. We floated his boat. Uh, yeah, there we go. We no pun intended. Yeah, we we did great. I think we did awesome. So. Uh, now, without further ado, I, I hate saying that, so I'm gonna I'm gonna ask I'm gonna ask Jay Phillips to delete that when he ed- edits it, and I know he will. All right, coming up, draft round one where we draft. Guess what? Steven Spielberg films. Shock and alarm. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Spielberg special episode of J versus J. We are going to draft Steven Spielberg films, so we are going to do the ceremonial coin toss. I've Excellent. got the coin. Jay's Phillips is going to call it. Ready? Go. The tales, all the tales in the world. It is tales. Son of tail. Santino. Oh my God, tales just seems to work. Well, it's okay because I'm pretty sure each of us have our own favorites, <laughs> and uh, and there's no chance, there's no chance that if one of us just was bitter and took the other's favorite, that the other one would not repay in kind. So That's... why don't we just get it out of the way, and I'll take my Raiders, and I'll take my Jaws. There we go. That's as quick as a round as you're going to get. get. Yeah. <laughs> to, to be fair, Jaws was my second choice, so I will now have to come up with a different third choice. And just to be clear, I think Raiders is a horrible film. No, I'm just joking. It's not, but I got to put it All right. So, that's it. 
Round one is done and in the books. When we come back, we're going to do three stars and a duck. All right, so we're back with three stars and a duck, where we each kind of do our own, I guess, uh, topic, right? Or are we doing Spielberg films? No, we're doing Spielberg films. Yeah, we are. Yeah, we are. I put a spin on the machine. I, <laughs> I put a spin on mine. I did Spielberg produced films. So I stayed away from directed films. Well, then I'll just go with horrible and conventional and lame. Well, I, I would, oh, come on. Don't talk about yourself like that. Your mom's right. listening. That's right. Okay. All right. I'm going to go with Fritz Lang films from the 20s. <laughs> no. All right. So we're going to do Spielberg films. I'm going to do Spielberg produced films. So it's a little bit different. It's slightly different. I think I think my little... Uh, yeah. puts well, a, then let me go makes, first because I'm going to be less less. Creative. You're not. No, this is perfect. What I did, the brilliance of me, was <laughs> I just shifted things. So now we're going to have unique lists. Fair enough. All right. All right. Who's going first? You. Oh, thank you. Okay. Well, um, so I'm going to do three great films and uh, a junky one. Now, this is not actually going to be all that surprising because people have been listening. Presumably, people have been listening since the beginning. I'll start with my duck. Hook. Hook. Oh, Hook. wow. That's right. Nope. There's no room for there's no room for a Lost World on this list. There's no room for a Namastad or a 1941. It's what Hook. The it's it's what the duck. It's Hook. Um, and uh, let's 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 pick some stars here. I've never go. heard anybody hate Hook as much as you. Yeah, I, I really didn't like Hook. Uh, it's, it's a bit odd. Difference is it's usually usually yeah yeah that seems and that seems more appropriate, doesn't yeah, it? Uh, it does. Yeah, does. Uh, so Jaws, Raiders of the Lost Ark, and I wanted to go with something a little bit unusual. Cool. Catch me if you can. All right, I'll catch like me that. if you can. Good show. If you haven't seen it, watch it. I like that. Yeah. I like how you kind of threw in a. I threw in a. Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. So I'm gonna do my uh, three stars and a duck. Let's hear that duck. Yeah. There That's it is. A duck. All right. <laughs> okay. So I'm gonna go with three produced films by Spielberg. Gremlins. Good. I was gonna say Gremlins better be on that list. Goonies. Okay. And Back to the Future. Good. At least you didn't say Transformers. No, no, no. Yeah, and I wouldn't have. And uh, I, my <laughs> my duck is Joe versus the Volcano. <laughs> That's an interesting film. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen that in a while. I haven't seen that since 1990. <laughs> Spielberg and Hanks kind of uh, righted the wrongs after that. Uh, on so he produced it? He produced it, yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah. I didn't. Yeah. IMDb. I got to give IMDb credit on that one. But anyways. All right. So we move on to draft round two. Okay, so that's uh, draft day music. So let's uh, take it off with round two. You have first pick. All right. You're well, my round two. I'm going to go. Um, I'm going to go with something that's closest to my heart. If it's not, if I, if I don't think it's the top actual film, I'm going to go with Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Which is one of my, which is a beloved, even if I don't think it's quite as good as some of his other ones. I want, I want you to hear this. What? <laughs> That's me crossing <laughs> it off my list. So, good, good. It makes, it makes him smile. It makes me feel so <laughs> okay. good. Thank you. I am going to go with. Um, oh, this is tough. This is tough, but I'm going to have to go with Schindler's List. <laughs> <laughs> Or maybe right. I just made that scribble sound to make you feel better. All right. Uh, I want to see if 
three of the four films, or maybe all four films, but are if if you're gonna if Indiana Jones will not be in one of your selections, we're gonna oh. find out. We're gonna I, find out. I think anyone who's listened to any of the others knows <laughs> knows that it's not. All right. All right. So when we come back, probably the most anticipated cage match in the history of the J versus J podcast show. It'll be Raiders of the Lost Ark, defended by Jay Phillips versus Jaws, defended by Jason Polygra. Okay, so this is it. Cage match. This is this is a heated one. Yeah. Um, because we are dealing with uh, Jay Phillips' favorite film of all time, and my, I guess, second favorite film of all time. So that this is probably heated a cage match. Eh, heated yeah. well, or I mean, just it's hard because Jaws is Jaws is in my top ten. Like, yeah, it's like, I don't it's, think it's, it's, it's up there. Anyway. There's no hate in there's, here. There's it's no, just more love. Yeah, yeah. Says, but there's gonna be you know it's it's there's it's still gonna get dirty. All right, so yeah. let's get down and dirty. So Jason. Okay. Phillips has 40 seconds to make the case on why Raiders of the Lost Ark is better than Jaws. And then I have the same amount of time to do the okay. same. I think you can figure that out. Yeah. All right. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. And your time starts now. Okay. So Jaws, when it came out, Spielberg, he had nothing to lose. He had nothing. He was just new and it came out and it was a big hit. But yes, it's a great movie. I love it. Right. George Lucas, when it came out, he had nothing to lose. He was a new guy. Well, Star Wars, big hit. The two of them come together. You have all these expectations. One just made Jaws. One just made Star Wars. Everyone is basically waiting for this to crash and burn. How could it possibly live up to the expectation of these two massive talents coming together to make a movie? And yet Raiders is exceptional. It is such a good film. It is so exciting. It is so wonderful in, cin in cinematic language. It's, I, cannot, I cannot begin to describe it. And... And it's an amazing achievement that it didn't Time. bomb. I want that word bomb to be in there. <laughs> I want that word bomb to count. Let there. it be noted that the word bomb counts. Thank you. Okay. Because you just bombed. Because I just bombed. Listen to this. You ready? You got 40 seconds for me? Um, maybe, unless I cheat. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. And you're ready? And go. All right. Jaws is more than a movie. It's an event. It is pop culture. The score of Jaws is the most classic score in the history of film. Yes, history. Merchandise was off the shelves. Rides, it has rides and theme parks. Has the best cast chemistry in the history of cinema. Started the summer blockbuster, was the biggest film of all time up until that time. Made the career of Steven Spielberg the greatest filmmaker of all time. Um, and it did not star, he did not Jaws, the franchise of Jaws may have had some slumpers, but did not have one film with Shia LaBeouf in it. There is, there, uh, if there Time. was. Yeah. So, yeah. Shia LaBeouf, huh? You really want to, you really want to put like Jaws the Revenge up against Kingdom of the Crystal Skull? I do. Oh, that'd be interesting. Maybe, maybe, maybe that'll be a future cage match. <laughs> except, except for the fact that I would then have to rewatch Jaws the Revenge. And you'd have to rewatch Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Who knows what's going to happen? Who knows what's going to happen? We have Misery Loves Company we, yeah, is in this that's episode. True. That's true. That's it, true. Yeah. All right. Shia LaBeouf, baby. I just want to yeah. say, if there was no Jaws, there would be no Raiders. 
You said that in your. Yeah, I just want to say that I didn't make faces at you like I wanted to. Who did better job, everybody? You got to vote who did a better job defending their film. And uh, yeah, let us know. All right. When we come back, round three of the Spielberg Film Drive. All right, we're back with round three. Jason Phillips Howdy. has already selected Raiders of the Lost Ark and Indiana Jones the Last Crusade. Will he continue the Indiana Jones films? I will not. I will not be continuing the Indiana Jones films. Uh, for my... Uh, for my third pick, I am gonna snag myself some close encounters of the third kind. Foopy. You're doing that. You did that just to piss me off. No, no, you you knew me. ET is not does not remember. ET hit my childhood not sweet spot, right? I was ET was definitely on my list, but it was not is not my sweet spot. You know what? What? I didn't want to draft it anyway. Oh, that's fine. What are you taking? <laughs> I already drafted Close Encounters in a 70s episode we did. Oh. Yeah. Oh, that's so, right. So you know what? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's fine. What do you want? Should have drafted it second, but I didn't. Yeah. So the, uh, I am going to take E.T., the extraterrestrial, yeah, just because go. it's a great film, and I don't know why you hate it so much. No, no, no. Uh, I just hated it just, when I was a kid. Yeah, just the fact that you hate it. You Look, know, I don't know why you hate it, but you do. Just get out of my house. So... That's uh, that's the that's end of it. round three. Three, we did well. All we, right, we got some good drafts going on. So All right. When we come back, the most dreaded Ooh. segment in our existence, anyway, yeah. for us, anyway, is misery loves company. <laughs> Welcome back to Jay vs. Jay the Podcast. Our segment is Misery Loves Company. This yes, it is. This is a segment that we don't do often, but we do it enough. Yeah. <laughs> Trust me. We do it enough to survive. Exactly. So the premise is each of us has a film that they don't like, and we recommend... They, well, we don't recommend. We force We tell them. the other person. Yeah, we force them to watch it. So this is where... This is where we This is where we instigate, and then next time will be where we have to actually talk about it. Yeah. Uh, I, I do dread what uh, what you've got going on uh, well, for me, but uh, do you want to go first? No, I'm gonna let you go first because I have a feeling that you've been uh, you've been waiting for uh, this opportunity after I made you watch Van Helsing last yeah, time. Yeah. Okay. So I decided that I would take the high road and I would give you a choice of two films. Holy smokes! I know. I'm, I'm I am a I am that generous a person. So I want to give you the choice of either watching Transformers: Revenge of the Fallen. Or Transformers Age of Extinction, <laughs> which is either part two or part four of the Transformers franchise. Wow. I have sort of seen both of these films, but they are both incredibly unwatchable. And so I sort of like, you know, do other things while watching them. Um, I will take The Fallen. Transformers Revenge of the Fallen. I'm excited to see what you think of it. All right, oh, man. I gotta be honest. Um, the Transformers uh, films have not really um, blessed my eyes. Uh, have, you seen any, have you seen any of them? <laughs> I've seen the first one, and I wasn't too impressed with it actually. The first one is easily the best of them. Great. Yeah, yeah. The second, the second one's even longer and 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 more tedious. I, that's what I should have asked. I should have asked which one is shorter of the ones you should just actually. You know what? I think Revenge of the Fallen is shorter than Age of Extinction. All right. Well, then. but Age of Extinction had Dinobots in it. Oh really? You can change your answer. Okay, I'm gonna go. Yeah, I'm gonna go extinction. Extinction. <laughs> Age of extinction. Because not because I'm expecting it to be better, but I wanted 
you know, I want to see how they kind of incorporate the Dinobots. Right. So I'm, I'm, I'm and in. the answer is always poorly. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, there you Michael go. Bay. Right? Yeah. There you go. Anyways, okay. So I am going to, uh, uh, I'm going to rip the Band-Aid off. I'm going to ask you to watch Halloween Two, the Rob Zombie version. Oh fuck you! I swore. Sorry, mom. <laughs> oh god. Yeah, and you're going to probably swear more after you watch oh, that. Oh. Yeah. Oh man, that is as bad as cinema gets oh, in my mind. But anyways, great. so suck on that, cinematic Phillips. snuff film, just Halloween two. All right, suck on that. All Phillips. right, fine, I'll watch it. All right, I'll be grumpy. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> when we come back, we're gonna end off the draft with round four of Spielberg film. All right. So we're back with round four. Um, Phillips has finally simmered down for me uh, making him watch Rob Zombie's Halloween 2. There has been uh, no simmering down. Well, and you I'm, haven't even seen it yet. I'm, I'm <laughs> bubbling over right <laughs> this now. This is the task. Yeah. Uh, all right. I so know, uh, You are so much better at making me suffer. Uh, right. Well, actually, well, actually uh, Age of Extinction is terrible. You'll, okay. You, 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 so. will, you will hate it. All right. All right. Well, if I didn't like the first one. So. Yeah. All right. So here we go. The final round of Spielberg films. And up first is The Fillers. Yeah. Uh, the <laughs> Fillers. The Fillers. <laughs> That's fine. Right. Um, yeah, I'll, um, I'll, I'll take yeah. Jurassic Park. Okay. Uh, you know, it's a fun show. I, uh, you know, I, I, I'm not, a, I'm not, Saving Private Ryan's great, but it's not going to be one movie that I just revisit. Yeah. So um, that's, that's it. There we go. That's my list. All right. So I will end off mine with Saving Private Ryan. Thanks there. for belittling it in your yeah. selection. Yeah. So here are the lists. Jason Phillips, Steven Spielberg films. Raiders of the Lost Ark. Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Close Encounters of the Third Kind. And Jurassic Park. It's a good list. Thanks. Good list. Thank you. <laughs> like how we're taking credit for like Spielberg's work for like <laughs> yes. yeah, my movie. My well, you know, awesome. I was it was just at the right point in my career. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. And Jason Polygra's list is Jaws, mm-hmm. Schindler's List, E.T., and Saving Private Ryan. Yeah. Yours is yours is very prestigious. You got some. You got some good Oscar I got some, nominees. I got in some there. meat. You got some meat on the bones there. I got yeah. some meat blockbusters, but hey, they're both there. Yeah, they're that's both. Good. They're all there. Hey, it'll be interesting. Hey. I'll do that. I'll add up whose list made more money. That'd be uh, interesting. Josh and oh, because you got some good ones on there. That Close Encounters made a boatload, man. Close <laughs> did it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Right. So Jaws and E.T. Versus Raiders, Jurassic Park, last yeah, it's it's probably it's close, close actually. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so that wraps up our special edition speak sp- sp- spirits, and you know, so uh, I think we uh, did that show well. Yeah, great, <laughs> flawless. <laughs> oh. All right, Steven Spielberg, the uh, the man, the myth, the legend, has been uh, documented for all time on the J vs. J podcast. We hope you enjoyed Definitively it. on the J vs. J podcast. Absolutely. Um, follow us on all social media, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Um, JVJ podcast. Uh, the names are spelled out, J-A-Y. Um, follow us. We have a lot of fun on uh, on social media, and we ask a lot of questions, so please play along and uh, and uh, give us your, uh, your opinions on a lot of the stuff we do on the shows or... Uh, questions we ask on social media we are going to come back next month with 
Halloween season films. Ooh. Just in time for October. Just Halloween. in time for my Misery Loves Company. Yep, that's right. right. That's right. So it will be not the Halloween franchise, Halloween films. Right. You won't want to miss it. Till then, I'm Jason Bolero. I'm Jason Phillips. And we'll talk to you later.